We often create barriers that prevent us from expanding into our best self. Throughout my practice as a licensed therapist and soul healer, I have found commonalities in the barriers that hold so many of us hostage. Check out my latest blog, The Power of Forgiveness, Compassion, and Fear, and let's continue to heal together. You can read the blog by visiting our website at www.thestilettofiles.com or by clicking the link in our Instagram bio. You are listening to the Salento Talk Podcast with Kay and Shanice. Now kick off your stilettos and let's talk. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. <laughs> we are, well, hello. First of all, it's been a minute. Yes, we are back from our mid-season break. Although you have been hearing a little bit of me in our mini episodes and I've gotten a lot of feedback that you all would love to have those in between our session or our season breaks, um, that's definitely something we can do. So, yeah. But, hey, to all that are new to us, I, my name is Kay. I am one of the hosts of the Stiletto Talk podcast. And I am the other host, uh, Nisi, <laughs> a.k.a. Wifey. <laughs> A.K.A. A.K.A. The Dawn. The Dawn? The Dawn of... It's like this, so? <laughs> <laughs> like the Dawn, the best. Oh, yeah, that's me. I'm yeah. the Dawn. <laughs> she don't even know, y'all. My, my wife's so uncultured sometimes, y'all. I'm the soap. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going to explore a pretty awesome topic today all of our topics are always <laughs> yeah, awesome i was gonna say guys. i was thinking it in my mind but the question of the day or what the healing question that we're going to explore is how can you self-advocate for yourself in all areas of your life and of course we'll then lead you into that good sis case study where we can see how that is applying to someone's life so yeah babe do you, well first do you do we are we on the same page as far as what self-advocacy is I was just about to ask that. What is self-advocacy truly? What is the definition? What would you say it is? Well, what does it mean for you? So when I heard you say that question, the things that I think about is being able to advocate for yourself. So stand up for what you believe in. But, you know, I think it roots back a little bit further than that in actually knowing what it is that you believe or stand for or think and not try to... um, camouflage or like you know like when you go around a certain crowd you might change one thing and then yeah. you go around somebody else you think something else so it's like you can morph into different thoughts just based off of the people that you're around so like what is it that you as an individual truly have like think about whatever the topic is whether it's like work relationships mm-hmm. all of it yeah I think that's really good and I think that self-advocacy too is yeah your thoughts and your beliefs but also your feelings like, how do you advocate for your needs and uh, for those needs to be met? Like, how do you show up in relationships to say, hey, these are my needs. I need you to meet those needs. So when those needs are being met, are you able to self-advocate for yourself? So I think, though, you know, I think especially in the beginning part of our relationship, it's even hard to say what your needs are. Like, I think there is times where I would have a mood or an attitude and then you'll call me out and then you'd be like, why? And I'm like, oh, I guess I do feel some type of way because <laughs> of this. But like in my mind, I didn't think I felt like I'm like, no, nah, it's cool. So it's like I always try to brush it off or say it's OK, even though 
somewhere inside of me it's not okay i'm just trying to force myself to be okay with whatever it was right. instead of accepting what it is that i feel so it's like acknowledging and knowing what it is that you feel so if it wasn't for you i don't think i'll even be as aware to know that right. that really did bother me i've gotten better like i think i was able to identify my feelings but um you know the communication sometimes you know it will be a little rocky but I was able to, I think with you, I was able to be more clear and direct with like, hey, these are my needs. Uh, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking, even if it's not a full thought yet. Um, and, and kind of welcoming a collaborative conversation of how you can meet those needs. But I think that that's a good point you make because a lot of people, they don't know how to self-advocate because they've never really been taught to. But my question is, well, how were you suppressed to not self-advocate for yourself? How so? Say that again. How was I suppressed and not? Yeah, like how? Was... I guess because I was people pleasing, right? Or I'm so used to doing the things that people say or doing the right thing, quote unquote. And even if the right thing might not felt right to you, but you're still doing it because that's the right thing to do. So you just do the things because this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so because it's the right thing, you don't really care how you feel. It's just this is what you were trying to do. Right. Right. Do you feel like your feelings were always heard? Where you feel like you were always in spaces, and, and always is such a, you know, and there's no, we can't always be in this space. But do you feel like you were in a space that you could express your feelings and your needs? If you would have asked me then, I would have said yes. I mean, I still kind of feel yes, but clearly it wasn't for me to have gone through the things that I've gone through, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's harder with certain like people like I feel like you know sometimes it's easier for some people will say it's easier to express your needs to like strangers like co-workers I mean they're not strangers but they're not people that you like are you don't really devoted care. to yeah yeah but then like family and friends it it's harder but I because I you care find... about their opinions and then like their opinions sway you yeah yeah that's true so if you you tell your co-workers their opinion doesn't really matter it's like oh you shouldn't do that it's like oh, okay but <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I I am more inclined to tell my friends and family uh, to self advocate with my friends and family and I had to learn how to do that at work because I was still trying to maintain this image, this like what I deemed as like a the, you know, mega successful person and professional, they don't voice their feelings, they don't talk about feelings. That's kind of how I used to think. And I had to really shift out of that energy. I feel like it's always like, oh, I can do that. Like, oh, I can do that. But really, you don't want to or it's harder and you're getting all the bullshit work. But then it's just like, oh, I can take care of that because you want to see it being seen as somebody who can shine and, you know, you can handle it to see for better roles. But then sometimes it's bullshit because they're just going to dump on you all the things that they don't want to do and you're getting stuck doing all the bullshit work. Right. Well, at the beginning of my career, I would have never said if someone said, hey, here, can you do this thing like and I knew that I didn't have the capacity for it I would have never said anything besides sure Dave (laughs) I'll take care of that but I feel like when I got more into my (laughs) self-advocacy which you know once you start getting shit on it you realize you can't do it and you're at your wits end it's like fuck no Dave yeah but you have to go through it, right? Like, I always tell, like, the younger people that I've encountered in my career, it's like, you know, of course you want to say yes, you can help. But also sometimes just letting people know where you are. Like, my biggest thing, especially at my previous job, is saying, you know, I don't mind doing that, but these are the things that are on my plate right now. Mm-hmm. Can you help me prioritize what's important or what in what order I should work on these? Like, Yeah, and I feel like with self-advocacy, it welcomes collaborative co- conversations, 
uh, which I think sometimes we're so used to one-sided conversations where it's just like, these are my needs and then that's it. But I think that when you really understand self-advocacy at work and interpersonal relationships, it's a collaborative discussion because it's saying, hey, instead of like, yeah, sure, Dave, it's more so like, I really have this much on my plate. How can we, I'm feeling a little burned out. How can we kind of work on this together? How can you kind of, you know, push this towards other team members? How can we work together as a team to get this done so that it doesn't fall solely on me? Like that, and then even in interpersonal relationships, like, hey, this, you keep doing this and I feel this way, or I simply just feel this way. How can we work on our relationship so that, you don't feel like your needs are not being met. My, I don't feel like mine are not being met. That's why y'all know I married somebody so great because that's not something I would have ever said or even knew how to say in a previous relationship. But, then, but you get what I'm saying? Like it invites collaborative It makes sense, but making sense doesn't mean that it happens. Like there's a lot of things in my mind that make sense. Like I shouldn't eat junk food just because I know this doesn't mean I can do it. Yeah. And so I feel like it takes practice. And I think, again, one thing with you that I love and admire so much is that you lead by example and you do the things and it's just like, Oh, like people are like, Oh, you should do this. But if you've never seen nobody do the things, then how can you do it? Like you need an example, you need a role model. And I think you lead with action yeah. because you can start those conversations and you can say things. Cause you know, saying like, I feel uh, crazy for doing this yeah. or I feel like rejected or something yeah. like something like a hard word to admit like, I felt rejected because I didn't get this position. Like, that's a hard thing to say, and say it out loud is hard. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, I've seen you have those conversations with me, and it's like, wow, you actually said that out loud. Like, I was feeling it, but I wasn't going to say it. That's not something I'm like, I tell people, like, oh, man, I felt rejected. <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy. Like yeah, I've even had conversations with you where, like, I've even said, hey, I'm feeling envious, or I'm feeling like jealous of you know things aren't may not be working out in my life in this way and it is in your your life like we just talk about it because it comes it's gonna come up like it's going to come up and I feel like it just introduces a new level of vulnerability but also into like you know no one will ever admit if they're jealous of somebody yeah it's hard like it's hard there's times I think I'm feeling something and I don't know how to say it then you'll be like what you thinking or what's going on do you feel do you feel do you feel jealous and it's just like shit I can't say no now yeah I do actually now I'm gonna start crying like (laughs) that's how the power of vulnerability that's how it works each and every damn time each and every time I love it but I do feel like you know I haven't always been the best person to self-advocate I really haven't I used to be very like like you know yes 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 I'm asking Stop. She don't know why she does this. <laughs> I just, I just really, it was just really like I would be, I just would take it. I don't have any other word. Like I would just take shit. I feel like you almost are groomed to be that way, though, right? Like your parents say, okay, when an adult tell you do something, you do it. Or like oh, when yeah, somebody, so it's like one. you do it because this is what you're supposed to do again. But, you know, as you grow into your individual, like in, as your adulthood or as you grow into your own identity, you start realizing like, no, like this doesn't feel okay. Like she offers me tea 20 times a day. No, I don't want, I don't want no goddamn tea. Not today. (laughs) And I should be okay with it. What I want or don't want. Right. Yes. 
drink the damn tea. <laughs> Come vegan. It's great. This this life over here is awesome. It's, it's, it's like you tell me there's a problem happening with you. I am an herbalist. I'm going to go to my herbs. Drink the damn tea. I have the solution. It's right here. Right. <laughs> drink the tea. Like, what is the issue? I feel like that's how a lot of things, and it's just like people hand you knowledge and healing all the time. It's like drink the healing. Like, what are you doing? Why we? I've given you the solution, <laughs> and yet you still keep saying, "Well, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I should do," or yeah. keep complaining about this thing. I'm like, this is the cure to this ailment. Take the herbs. Yep, you always Take have the to, healing. As you always tell me, you have to meet people where they are. You really do, but I don't mean it can't be frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> the self-advocacy comes in where I'm saying, look, I'm frustrated. <laughs> and I'm not hurt right now. That you don't, you don't realize and I'm frustrated and that's the issue. And the problem is, I'm not hurt because I tell you no. And you keep overstepping your boundary. <laughs> you hear this? This is how our conversation goes. You know, if this self-advocacy conversation can go on far because now when you said it, I started thinking about like no boundaries. Like, you know, and I'm always like, oh, well, they didn't respect. There are no boundary because so many times in self advocacy, sometimes the only thing that needs to be said is no. Like, no, I don't want to do that, Dave. No, I'm unable to do this. No, I'm not going to keep doing that. And I think that sometimes with self advocacy, when there's a lack of that, you don't say no. And then in return, people they just overstep when you do finally start saying no. I think one start of the, overstepping your no boundary. One of the hardest things too is knowing how to say no. Like, mm-hmm. how do you say no? Like, if my mom, because I love my mom dearly, and she tells me to do like you should do this, and the asshole that I am, and I don't know why, but I do the complete opposite. She needs you should wash your hair. You know, fuck that. I'm gonna go throw mud on it just because you told me to wash that bitch. But it's like, how do you say no without trying to like be like disrespectful or like you know you need to get this done by the end of today. Like, you need to get this done by the end of today. If I was your boss and I told you that, and you know you couldn't do it, then how do you handle that? Like, how do you say things, or even to your partner without, with being heard? Like, being able to get what your point across without hurting people's feelings or bringing emotion into the thing, right? Well, emotion's going to happen. That's what vulnerability is. Yeah, but how do you kind of control it where it's, like, not going to, like, I'm not saying this to hurt you, but this is how I feel. You just said it. You literally just said what you're supposed to say. So you gonna tell your boss like, well, uh, Tina, <laughs> Tina, you might not like this, but fuck you, I can't do this shit today. Well, like, you said like, I was referring to the relationship thing. As far as like the career, yeah, no, I wouldn't interject feelings into it, but I would say, you know, I am unable to do that, but I want to discuss a plan so that this can get done in a timely fashion, and that I could also get the support that I need to get this task done, y'all. I just wish so, I could empower her when I'm at work sometimes. So that's I, not bringing in emotions. That's just saying, hey, no. That's just saying, no, I can't get that done. So, but then it's like respecting people's no boundaries. Do you feel like you respect people's no boundaries? People say, like, you know what I mean? You know what no. I mean. She knows what I mean because I'm always talking about. I know. Well, they she, didn't respect her no boundary. I'm just like, no, fuck that boundary. It was a <laughs> stupid boundary. We don't need to listen to that no boundary. <laughs> And it all sometimes comes in a good place because you want what's good for other people. The T, example T. Right, you want, yes. There's like no boundary in that. <laughs> you want what is good for other people. And so you say, you know, they say, no, 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 no. And you're like, no, have some, have some, have some. Like, and they're like, no, I don't, I don't really want to no, have some. That is literally what it looks like. I am the example of not expecting, not respecting a no boundary. 
That's just that specific. In that example. In but, that example, but in real life, she does respect all boundaries. Right, but that's how it looks, though, when people, when someone says, no, I am unable, and then you have someone that's pushing that boundary, that's where that self-advocacy comes in. No, talk to me. Are we going to tell this right now? No, talk yeah. to me. Self-advocacy <laughs> sometimes is reinforcement of boundaries. So it's like, you know, well, let's get into our good sis case study, y'all. Mm-hmm. Let's go to a really quick, quick, you know, we keep everything quick. Go to a quick little commercial break so you can hear about other services that we offer you. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Are you ready to heal? To break generational curses? To become your highest self? If you are, you should check out our website at www.thestilettofiles.com. From there, you click on the Empower Portal, and we'll have bullet journals, reflective exercises, affirmations and meditations, and everything that you need to start your healing journey. Ooh, it's time for the Good Sis Case Study. <laughs> Let's get into it. We have Miss Monique. She is in a full-time relationship. What is full-time? Oh, uh, you know, that's when you're not cheating. <laughs> When you're part-time or quarter-time, no, that means okay, you got shadows. <laughs> she's in a fully committed relationship. Um, she's been in that relationship for three years. The issue that she said that constantly continues to happen in her relationship is the arguments that they have. That they often disagree, and the one person shuts down, and the other person keeps pushing into the point of insanity. Ooh. Ooh, where do we stand in this relationship? <laughs> What should we do? <laughs> end of the kids' case. Uh, it was quick and easy. She's in a relationship full time. <laughs> She's in a full time relationship, but there's arguments that happen, and what I'm gathering, there's arguments that happen, and then one person shuts down, and then the other person keeps badgering that person, and then it reaches a point of insanity I, i'm going to assume that the insanity means like a explosion of emotion so maybe that can even look like yeah like screaming and and stuff like that that's that's how i'm going to I feel like it's almost this. at the way it sounds it looks like it's a one-side argument because the other one is shut down and they're not there anymore well the yeah. other one is going in and i wonder monique what side are you on okay are you on the shutting down or are you the badgering person what side are you on? But I would imagine with her writing this, she probably is a shutdown. I can see, but I can see how frustrating it is on both parties, right? Because one person wants to fix it, but somebody doesn't tell them what they need to fix, and it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And then I can also feel like when you just need some time to think about what it is that you want or what it is that you need, you can't think because somebody's always like, what is it? What is it? What is it? Yeah. And I definitely think that process, everybody processes things differently. And you have to kind of respect that when you're in a relationship. You can't expect yourself and your partner. Um, and even in our relationship and in our marriage, uh, I can process things a little bit faster. Uh, my emotions especially. Immediately. Than, than my wife can over here. And so I know that when I bring up something, I give her the space. Or when there's a conversation, 
I can see the, that she could be about to shut down. And so I'll back away from it. She's so smart, y'all. I'll back away from it and I'll say, you know, when you're ready, but. She will bring it back up. Yes. When you're ready, <laughs> please. Because she's like the avoid thing. So she'll try to try to think, I forget. I'm going to forget. Y'all, she I don't slip it in anything. out of nowhere. We're having a great time laughing, talking. And she's like, what about it? Because I'm like, shh. I've given you the opportunity. So I feel like, you know, that's the self-advocacy of the the person that's shutting down. I'm advocating and saying, hey, this is overwhelming. This is doing, this is a lot for me. I feel myself shutting down. Can we revisit this conversation? You don't have to, you know, that whole idea of like, don't go to bed. What is it? What are they saying? Angry. Angry or like finish the argument before you go to sleep. We don't live by that because if you're heightened, your emotions are heightened. I don't want you to, in fear of going to bed angry, that you don't fully process your emotions and that you don't fully regulate your emotions. Because once you say things, you can't get that back. Mm, that's a very valid point. I mean, how many people have said stuff that they wish they could have taken back? Yeah. So it's like, I would rather you take the time that you need to process your emotions than to say something to me just off the whip. And then... Look, you went in my right motion, boom. And yeah. now I say it without any regard. And then now we gotta have a and- whole nother conversation <laughs> because you don't say some fuck shit. Like I feel like that That might have been me. You- <laughs> i I can relate to Monique if she is the shut down person. Um well I guess I can say I can relate to she both. She can relate to both, yeah. Don't let her learn. Yeah, so I can relate to both parties. I never even introduced uh so her uh her partner is Danielle, they've been together for three years. But um what I can say is that on the shut in side of things, uh shut down, I used to do that. It's like I would just completely get so worked up in emotions or I'll get really angry. Um and I'll just, just stop talking and I'll get radio silent. I mean like radio silent like a person be talking like what's going on are you okay are you okay i'm just staring at a wall and just radio silence um that was my shutting down just because i was just so i was hearing so many things that i couldn't process what i what i felt and thought that's what shutting down looked like to me what did it look like for you if you don't have any examples i got plenty (laughs) i feel like i'm forced to say something right now you guys what if i said i was drawing a blank oh no don't put too much business out there, baby. Go ahead. Go ahead and give me the example. So, I'm going to... Oh, oh, my God. I'm on your hold the you phone. Exactly hold the to. phone. I'm nervous. Please let me know, because I, I can give several. Oh, my God. When have you shut down? All the time, every day. <laughs> what is it? I would say the dynamic in our relationship when we, before we were married, we were just dating. So a little bit about us. We were in a long distance relationship for a while before we came together, right? Distance gives you comfort because distance gives you comfort that like, you know, you can just hang up the phone. So shutting down is not really like something you can see or, you know, because you're not in the same room with that person. You, you have natural space to process. But one of the things that she'll like to do is I'll ask her a question. She won't know the answer, like a deep question about our relationship. She won't know the answer. And I, and I'll, she'll say, you know, okay, I'll think about it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to let you think about it. Do And I'll give her options. Do you want to handle this on your own? Or do you want me to help you figure out ways to... <laughs> resolve this issue and she always i can do it on my i'm gonna do it on my own okay so then it <laughs> five months later i gotta go back to the conversation 
I gotta go back to the conversation. <laughs> and now, see. and now it's like fucking rapid fire. Yeah, now there's no, there's no home back. It's just all the questions. Grill, it's, it's she, she grilled me, y'all. Because I've been waiting this whole time for you, giving you the space. So I feel like you know there has to be some self advocacy on both parts. The person that is saying, "Hey, I'm gonna give you the space," and the person that's taking a space, like don't take advantage of the space. Actually, think about and process the thing. Don't run. And that's what I think a lot of people do. They're runners. They're track stars. Hey, I'm a runner. I'm a track star. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, I get it. But I feel like with any relationship, um, Monique, definitely honor the space, but set some ground rules to the space. I feel like it has to be a mutual thing, right? Because I feel like both this way, you are both opposite and extremes. And so you got to find a common ground and where you can make that meet. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't. It's, it's hard. It's a common ground, but y'all got to figure out what that common ground is and looks like. Even if you're saying, okay, well, you can tell you're shutting down. The person that wants to, the answer is be like, okay, well, we can revisit this topic in an hour, in a day. Yeah. Like, put a timeline on it exactly. so they know. Set the ground rules to it. And then yeah. you can bring that shit up then. That's what they do to me. And, I, and <laughs> Still, to this day. <laughs> the insanity part, to me, I'm thinking that's like, you know, the the heightened emotions maybe the screaming the yelling and the the saying things that you can't take back i think in that particular moment it's because anger is always a secondary emotion it's actually a reaction anger is the reaction to an emotion that's happening so really give yourself that time and space to figure out what you're actually feeling because a lot of times people just say, I'm angry, I'm angry, I'm angry but what you're really feeling is you're hurt yeah you're unheard you feel, you know, unsafe. You feel insecure. Oh, um, that's a big word. I'm insecure. That's a tough one yeah. to say out loud, too. So you're feeling all those things, and then your reaction is anger, which is what I'm thinking in this relationship here, in this good sis case study, is what that means. It's just like this rupture of just like barking at each other because somebody didn't feel heard or they feel insecure or they feel something and then they're responding in anger um, or irritated that's that's you know a, a common emotion as well because i know i can feel that when i'm irritated it is really hard for me to come down from that I, hi <laughs> i know how to bring that on i'm just like whoa it's like one of those emotions i have to really regulate but i do think that that happens a lot i'm not going to go to the extreme and say that you all need couples counseling i do think that if you just consciously other person so i don't know if that's danielle or monique but listen how about you both take some time and space and then revisit the conversation when that 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 meter starts rising to make you feel and know that like that insanity moment is about to happen yeah i think too if you did that and you actually wrote it down but i think you need to have this conversation now before any argument comes up right to say hey you know i know that this has happened all the time when we get in arguments and it's frustration but let's say hey let's take an hour we'll ring a bell, we'll do something like, hey, this is what we need to do when it gets to that heightened point. And we both down right down what we want to feel. So when we mm-hmm. talk again, this is we can actually get out the things that we're thinking and feeling. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when you're doing it, the moment you get cut off and like, my butt, like, I got undiagnosed ADD. And so my attention span is going to listen. So like, I have a problem when I'm into conversations and things that when they bring it up, it's like I hear all they're saying, but then now I forgot my point, and now I can't tell you yeah. how I feel. And then the conversation's over. About two weeks later, I want to bring it up because I'm still mad because I ain't get it out. Yeah, because you could, couldn't process that fast. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good intervention. And like, if you're open to trying this uh, intervention, I, I'll just put it out there. Any, any couple can try it, but get you a mutual journal. And this journal is a journal that is specific for the relationship. So don't read each other's journal. You're getting one journal that is specific for the relationship. Find a common space in your house, uh, given that it's like a, you know, a dining room table, a den, coffee table, the bathrooms, whatever that is. But whenever you all have those moments where you each write a letter to each other in that book, and then you sit that book down in a common space. So whenever that person, that partner sees that book, they know, oh, okay. Uh-oh. Your heart should drop every she's, time you see she's it. She's written something to me. There's something needed. <laughs> and that, I think that's a good intervention to use when you're learning. Of course, you want to eventually be able to communicate those things aloud. But as you're building that skill, I think that's a really helpful tool to to allow respect for both processing styles. And you just literally, you read each other's letter. You can respond to it. I always say leave a blank space in the middle of each one. This is the therapist of me coming out. And that way that person can respond to it. And when you're done, you put it in that common space. I read it. I respond to it. When I'm done, I put it in that common space. And then we talk about it. That is what that looks like. Now, how would that sound to you if you were Monique or Danielle? You know, that kind of gives me anxiety. I'm not really, I've been trying to become a writer and stuff like that. But if I ever see that notebook out, <laughs> I'm immediately being like, oh, shit. My heart's going to drop immediately, even if it's something very sweet in it. Because it doesn't always have to be negative things, right? Mm-hmm. But it gives me anxiety. I mean, I have, I'm anxious now just thinking about that happening with us. Yeah, you I'm just fortunate that the, you have to condition yourself to see that it's it's me being vulnerable with my well, partner. I understand. It still don't make me less anxious. <laughs> still anxious right it's now. It's almost like the equivalent of that we need to talk. Yeah, when you get that text in the middle. Of, like you get you that walk in, have a good work. time, take your backpack <laughs> off from work, and you look, then all of a sudden it's sitting right down the table. It's like, oh shit. Right. And then now you're nowhere to be found. You upstairs <laughs> in the room painting your nails or some shit. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know how to approach her now. Like, I don't even know what's in it, but how am I going to approach her now? Like, do I say, hey, honey, I'm home? Or like, that's just, you have to work through that condition anxiety. That, you know, having vulnerable conversations is something that shouldn't be anxiety provoking. It should be something that's exciting because it's going to, it's the glue that keeps yeah, deepens your relationship. Yeah. For sure. It's a beautiful thing to happen. And I think it's beautiful to be able to see your growth. It's a shared, mutual, safe space. Identify that journal as a safe space for the both of you. Don't let it be that that text when you were at work that's like, we need to talk and now you can't even function at work. That's, that used to happen to her when we were in our long-distance relationship. I'm like, we need to, when you get off work, we need to have a conversation. No, she'll put she'll like, stay at work all day. <laughs> she ain't lying. She ain't lying. If they ask her for anything at work, like, oh, can you stay? Yes. Immediately. <laughs> I will be there right now. Actually, what you babe, I'm available. <laughs> let, me, let me take care let of me this. Let me clear my schedule to help you because I'm a great employee. <laughs> Do not allow it to be that. But to sum it all up, I think that self-advocacy can look like a lot of things. The overall question was how can it look in all areas of your life? I think that we talk a great deal about interpersonal relationships and how that can show up and also at your job. But I think a big part of the self-advocacy is understanding your feelings yourself. So maybe journaling for you too, so that you can start understanding and being able to verbally identify how you feel. Because sometimes we think things and it's just like, we'll just think it and we don't know how to like 
verbalize that. You know, I almost want to have like, if there was like a list, you should create this, a list of like emotions. Oh. Because sometimes like, I don't think I know the word for the way that I feel right now. And sometimes I would need like a, a, a tool to help me think that, oh, I feel insecure. And I feel insecure because of this, but sometimes I don't have the words. And I think a lot of things that you do is you put words to things. It's like, that's exactly what I feel. Yeah. I used to do that in my therapy sessions. And I, before I created my virtual platform, which I need to start back doing this. But one of the things that I would do is give them a list. And I would say, how are you feeling today? It could be one emotion. It could be multiple emotions on this list. And that's kind of how we started each session. It's kind of what's happening in that present moment. It's how are you feeling? What did you bring here into this therapy space? What are the feelings that you have? And a lot of my clients really loved it. But, you know, I I have shifted from that. But I definitely think that's something I might need to bring back even in my practice. Yeah. Because you're right. Yeah, check this out. It's going to be in the Empower Portal in about a week (laughs) or two. So just check out the Empower Portal and look for this so you can start identifying your emotions. Yeah. And self-advocacy a lot is boundaries. And we have the TSF comic book. Um, that is helps you and it's an interactive comic book that helps you with boundary setting it gives you really great scripts that you can use to help you kind of be able to verbalize and reinforce your boundaries which is a part of your self-advocacy um your boundaries your feelings your thoughts your beliefs again that's all about advocating for that um to be heard and to be seen self-advocacy is allowing yourself and granting yourself permission to take up space in every room that you're in that is self-advocacy I like it, baby. I do, too. Well, we're, it up. Yeah, we're at the end. So, I guess an update. So, we're going to do two segments to our podcast mm-hmm. instead of three that we were doing before. And we're going to we're opening up our Good Sis case study. We'll take them short, long, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Yes. Send it to me however you want. It goes down in the DM, right? y'all. Send it to me however you want. I will de-identify all that information. And we'll have a conversation about it, okay? So, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to send me no strawberry letter in a long situation. You can definitely hit me Don't worry. Up. If you do, we'll make it shorter. I will. <laughs> we'll make it shorter. Get to the point of things. Absolutely. But it is, as always, we love you all. Thank you so much for supporting us. For thank being you. Thank with you. Us. We're at season three. Who the fuck it? I don't know, but I love it. I appreciate y'all so much. It's crazy. Well, stay tuned. If you haven't subscribed to us, be sure to do so. Follow us on Instagram at the Stiletto Files. And yeah, let's get this healing going. Bye. Bye.